Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner Khan. Probably the number one problem is confusion. Today, on episode 492 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with the co founder of Boomer Benefits, Danielle Roberts. I'm going to ask Danielle about the ins and outs of Medicare how Danielle tapped into this market niche, and much more. Find out more about Danielle along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Now, before we jump into this incredibly important topic with Danielle, I want to tell you a little bit about how you can improve your lead conversion. Does your team say we don't like to sell? Can you invest 30 minutes to improve your lead conversion rates? You can join a free weekly group coaching call with Sean McKay, the CEO of SiteHub, where he'll teach you how to get your non-sale staff to turn leads into appointments. Every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern time, you can get your questions answered by lead conversion expert Sean McKay. You can get the details at smashingtheplateau.com slash SiteHub. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash SiteHub. Now let's welcome Danielle Roberts. Danielle is a founding partner at Boomer Benefits, where she and her team help thousands of baby boomers learn the ropes regarding Medicare every year. A nationally recognized expert in the Medicare insurance industry, Danielle is a member of the Forbes Finance Council, where she frequently writes about Medicare and other baby boomer-related personal finance topics. As a past president of the Fort Worth chapter of the National Association of Health Underwriters, Danielle has spoken about Medicare to hundreds of groups, and her educational webinars are attended by thousands of baby boomers annually. Danielle, welcome to the show. Hi, David. My pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's great to have you on. So, Danielle, what's the origin of Boomer Benefits? So I started an insurance agency back in 2004 with a different company name, and we originally sell group and individual health insurance products, but we kept having people asking about their parents going on Medicare. So we figured out that there were a great need. There was a great need for people to learn about this type of insurance that supplements Medicare and that when you turn 65 and roll into Medicare age, that it's overwhelming and confusing. And most people generally feel like Medicare just confounds them. When we started helping this group of people, it was very clear that baby boomers are a very different type of individual than seniors. And they're turning 65 now and entering Medicare and don't consider themselves seniors at all. So we were sort of right at the tip of that generation aging into Medicare. And we went ahead and and created a DBA for boomer benefits to indicate that we would be a great company to help baby boomers as they make that transition into Medicare here over the next 10 to 15 years. Hmm. So what are some of the problems that baby boomers face when it comes to Medicare? Probably the number one problem is confusion. So if you think about this, and this has nothing to do with um, being unable to understand something, or as I like to say to my friends, you know, I'm getting a little dabby as I get older and I forget to sometimes what I'm talking about or I have to catch myself on when I'm creating something and say, what was I thinking about there? But when it comes to the confusion with Medicare, it's really an overwhelm. You turn 65, you've never been on 
national health insurance before, your employer has always chosen insurance for you. And now all of a sudden, your mailbox is full of mailers. Your telephone is ringing off the wall with telemarketing people trying to get your insurance business. And you don't even know the basics of Medicare itself yet. And so this confusion happens because of an overwhelming amount of marketing and people really don't know where to start. So it's important for people to nail down the basics of Medicare first and first learn all about what Medicare itself provides for coverage, how it's different from employer insurance that you've had in the past, and really get a handle on that. And then you'll be ready to grasp the supplemental and Part D drug plan options. Danielle, is it any different for entrepreneurs that do have their own insurance through their own company? Yes, it is. So if you are an entrepreneur and you have either group insurance for yourself and your employees, or even if you've just purchased your own plan through the Affordable Care Act, the benefits are very similar to employer insurance that you've had in the past. And typically, you're looking at one or two options. So if you sit with a, a group rep that comes in and shows you some insurance options. As an employer, you're picking a deductible. You might have an HMO and a PPO option for yourself or your employees, or you're going to the Affordable Care Act through the healthcare exchange website, which is healthcare.gov, and you're narrowing down to just a few plans that are being offered in your zip code. Well, when you enter into Medicare, Medicare itself has four parts, then there's 10 standardized Medigap options. And every state has around 30 drug plan options. And then across the nation, there's something like 2,500 Medicare Advantage options. So even if you have a pretty good handle on how insurance works as a self-employed person, when you get to Medicare, it's a whole new ballgame. Okay. So where should people start? I like to say that understanding Medicare starts with the parts. So Medicare itself has two parts, hospital insurance, which is part A, and outpatient insurance, which is Part B. And this is very similar to the old Blue Cross and Blue Shield method of doing business, which was back in the 60s. This is how they rolled everything out. And Medicare has never changed. They created the model after that old Blue Cross model, and it's never changed since then. So you've got to get a handle on the fact that Medicare Part A and Part B both have deductibles, and there's co-pays and co-insurance that you pay as you go along. And you have to be ready to add on some supplemental insurance because one of the ways that Medicare is different than insurance that you or I might have before age 65 is that there's no out-of-pocket maximum. So one of the things that we're always educating people on is if Medicare covers approximately 80% of your expenses, you cover the other 20% without any end to that. So if you ended up in, in cancer treatment and needed to go through eight weeks of chemotherapy or you had dialysis or another chronic condition, you could end up spending a pretty penny. And so if you get a handle on the parts of Medicare itself, your hospital and your outpatient benefits, what those cover, what they don't, what they cost, you are then in a much better position to decide which type of supplemental insurance will best suit you and whether or not you need the drug coverage. Okay. So a little bit of education can go a long way. For sure. And I encourage people, you know, start six months before you turn 65. Begin by going to the Medicare.gov website, read up on how Medicare works, and then head on over to YouTube where you can find a lot of great videos that will teach you all of the basics. And if you come into your 65th birthday with that knowledge under your belt, it's a lot less stressful for you to choose that type of insurance for yourself. So now if you turn 65 and you choose something out of all of these 
many options that are available. And you realize after you've chosen it and you're, you've been using this insurance, this combination of plans that you have, Medicare plus other, other policies, mm-hmm. if you realize that you could have done a better job of choosing, what are the options to make changes? Great question. So whenever you make your initial choices, you have an initial enrollment period during which you enroll in Medicare, and then you've got a window of time to choose either a Medicare Advantage plan or a Medicare Supplement plan without any health questions being asked on the supplement application. Everybody gets a six-month, one-time open enrollment window that starts with their Part B effective date, and you can sign up for any Medigap plan out there, which is supplemental insurance, with no health questions asked. So one of the things I like to tell people that is for is that when you come into new Medicare and you have a health condition, the first worry that people have is, wow, you know, I've had this group insurance covering me all this time. Is my pre-existing condition going to be covered by Medicare? And the answer is absolutely yes. So Medicare does not itself does not limit you or not cover any pre-existing conditions. You will have all the coverage for everything you come into Medicare with. And then you've got that six-month window to add a traditional Medicare supplement with no health questions asked as well. So you can get really good coverage without having to worry about that pre-existing health condition. You want to use that window to grab a supplement or if you prefer the Advantage plan option, which is um, getting your Medicare benefits to a private insurance company with a smaller network, you can also do that. You enroll in those up front, but then thereafter, you have an annual enrollment period in the fall that runs from October 15th to December 7th. And this is when you can enroll in, you can change, enroll in, or disenroll from a Medicare Advantage plan or a drug plan. So if you make a choice up front and then later you think, well, I don't really like my drug plan. I miss that it didn't cover this one medication that I need. You've got an opportunity every fall to make a change for that. And if you start out with a Medigap plan and later on the rates go up, you can change from one Medigap plan to another, but in most states, you'll have to answer health questions to do so. So if you find yourself in a Medigap plan and you have a health condition that prevents you from changing, you can stay with your original policy or you have the option every year to switch from Medigap over into a Medicare Advantage product and go from that Medicare government insurance to the private insurance if you're looking to save on premiums. So the important thing to remember here is that Medicare is going to give us different election periods throughout the year. And once you've been on Medicare for a year or two, you'll be familiar with kind of what those are and what you should be doing during them. So you're not locked in forever to the original plan that you choose. And again, for entrepreneurs who may or may not not have employees, are there any particular things to think about once you're over 65? Yeah. So the first thing I'd love to say for most people that are single entrepreneurs, especially if you're just covering yourself, is Medicare is very affordable compared to the group insurance that you have just prior to Medicare. So if you're like me, I'm in my 40s and my insurance plan costs me almost $600 a month. In my 60s, that insurance plan will cost considerably more than what I pay now. When you get to Medicare age, As long as you've worked 10 years in your lifetime, your Medicare hospital benefits are already paid up via taxes that you had during those working years. And your Medicare Part B insurance for most people is the base premium of $135.50 per month. So when you compare that to somebody that might be spending $1,200 for an individual or group health insurance policy that has a $6,000 deductible, you can roll on to Medicare for 
a fraction of what you've been paying. And then even after you add on the supplemental and drug coverage, you're not going to spend anywhere near what you've been spending on that individual insurance. And so it's often a welcome change to a lot of entrepreneurs who have been paying high prices prior to turning 65. Sounds great. Danielle, given the fact that insurance regulations are governed by individual states, Where's the best place for individuals who are approaching 65 or who are 65 or over and have questions? Where's the best place to get help? I love this question. So your state rules definitely do affect some of the things that you'll do with Medicare. So in most states, most states, when you enroll into a Medicare supplement policy, if you want to change later on down the road, you're going to answer those health questions that we mentioned. However, there's a few states where once a year you have a 30-day opportunity to change from one plan to another without underwriting. Usually it has to be a Medigap plan of equal or lesser value. So some of those states would be California, Oregon, Missouri. And then in states like New York and in Washington, there's a year-round open enrollment where people who live in those states can make changes without having to answer the health questions at any time of year. So if you have a chronic condition, those might be states you want to look at retiring in. Also, the cost of your Medicare supplement insurance is going to be based on the area that you live. So for example, plans are really affordable here in Texas, but you would pay more than twice as month much for a Medigap plan if you were living in Florida. So if these are the type of questions that you're tackling and you want to know how the state rules affect you, you can also research that information online or you could reach out to a broker like us here at Boomer Benefits and speak with an agent that can kind of walk you through what are the rules in your state that might affect your decisions when you're deciding which type of coverage to enroll in. And uh, do you work with all states? We are in 48 states. So the only place that we don't currently service are New York and Massachusetts. Okay, good to know. Now, now let's talk a little bit about your um, the actual evolution of your business. Um, so you mentioned that you you noticed a particular need when you first got into the industry that you're in. How did you figure out where the the best revenue and profit opportunities were? Sure. The best thing I like to share about insurance that a lot of people might not be aware of is that when you purchase an insurance policy, and this is typically any type of policy, this could be health insurance, life insurance, homeowners insurance, auto insurance, there's a commission built into that premium that you pay every month that is designated for an agent to help you. So when you're an entrepreneur, if you're looking at different business models, insurance is a great business model because every policy that you sell you're being paid a monthly or annual commission on that policy. And so the longer that that client stays on the books, the more money you make on that policy. And a great business model then is to get into something, educate yourself really well, become an expert on a certain type of insurance, choose your your niche and grow and scale that. So in our business, you know, we have gone from when back in the day when it was just me or even when after my brother joined me here in the business, you know, we maybe would have a month where we would write 30 policies and that was a really good month. Then as we've grown the business, you know, today it's closer to a thousand policies a month that we write with the staff that we've brought in to sort of duplicate ourselves as salespeople. And so it's a lovely business model to scale because 
once you learn the things that the client or consumer needs from you to be able to make an educated decision and you build a little bit of authority and trust in your field, you're going to have people coming to you wanting to get a piece of that education and are very willing in return then to purchase a policy from you. So in insurance, you're earning these renewals for as long as you go. So if you just sit there and lather on policies, you know, group after group after group, you're going to grow that total book of business. And there's really an unlimited income potential with it because you could have people that are with you for 10, 20, 30 years on that insurance policy, and you'll be paid for a good portion of that. The insurance companies all have contracts and they vary a little bit from one to another. But in our business, uh, a lot of them are lifetime renewals. So that client could remain with you and you could literally earn hundreds and hundreds of commission dollars on that one policy over the years. Mm. And how do you figure out where, in terms of your own business strategy, where the the best investment of your energy is between trying to sell to new customers and trying to maintain the book of business with existing customers? Yeah, and that's so important. You know, uh, I do know insurance agents who sell a policy and then that's it. Their client never hears from them again. And we don't really believe in doing that type of business, especially in this market with Medicare. There are things that happen after the sale of the policy, like Medicare denies a claim. Well, what do you do? You go to fill a prescription at the doctor's uh, office has given you and you're going to your pharmacy and the pharmacy says, well, your plan doesn't cover this or your plan needs a prior authorization. What do you do? So for us, it was really important to build a client service team that we provide extra training for so that they are available to help our policyholders with any question like that that happens so that they're never alone in dealing with Medicare. And this team now has 10 different employees on it. And we conference in Medicare and insurance companies and pharmacies and doctor's offices for our clients to resolve these problems all the time. And that goes a long way to maintaining the persistency on those policies. And, you know, I think there's a saying, it's always cheaper to keep a current client than to gain a new one. Well, this is exactly a model that we believe in. And so we have a dedicated staff to manage that. However, we also have a separate sales team that concentrates on new business. And we pour a lot of money into online marketing dollars for that. When I got into this industry, it was very clear that the way that people were buying Medicare insurance was across the kitchen table. And it had been done this way since the 60s. And I remember sitting in a training back in 2005 and asking, you know, during the question section, looking around and saying, do any of you sell these products online? And a couple of people actually laughed when I asked that question. These were older agents that had been in the business longer than me. Not a single other person raised their hand. No one else was selling these policies online or finding their customers online. They were doing direct mail or they were cold calling in neighborhoods. And I got a lot of pushback from them saying seniors don't buy things over the internet. They don't know how to use Google. They don't know how to use the internet. And I just thought that was ridiculous because my own parents are baby boomers and I knew that they would be eligible for Medicare soon. At that point back then, they were a few years out. And I know that they use the the internet to purchase their home insurance and auto insurance and other types of property and casualty insurance like that. Why wouldn't they also want to research their Medicare insurance online? So we poured our marketing dollars into building a good website that has a lot of traction and good organic rankings. And when you combine those two, an excellent website that brings in new leads for your salespeople and a legendary client service team that 
bar none, is the most helpful team on the planet for your policyholders, you kind of get the best of both worlds. You're bringing in those new people in great numbers, but you're keeping them because you provide the service that you were intended to, that the insurance companies are paying you money for. Your job is to help that client so that they don't have to call Medicare or have to call the insurance company, which cuts down on the insurance company's cost running a call center. So if you put the two together, it's a perfect business model. Mm. Danielle, when you look back over your career building your business, what do you find has been really challenging? I think in the beginning, the most challenging part for us was how do we reach these people? We know that they're online, but where are they online? And this, of course, was back before social media uh, or just at the beginnings of social media. And, And so quickly, we figured out the best way that we're going to we're going to learn what works is to try a dozen models and see what fails. <laughs> so we did we tried a radio advertising which was a dismal failure. We tried direct mail advertising which was definitely not a good return on investment, a little bit better than the radio failure. And then we figured out that you could buy leads from online vendors. And if you sold one in 10, you'd be in the money. So it took us probably a couple years of trial and error in the marketing to figure out where are people going when they're learning about this? Where do they reach out for information? Where are we going to find the people? And then how do you even let them know that they have this problem, that there's a there's a problem of not just learning Medicare, but deciding how to purchase a supplement and what to purchase. Once we figured out that our theory was correct and that people were definitely researching this online, then it became clear that if we just created a website that offered tons and tons and tons of free content, uh, learning and educating, all those kind of things are there for them to find, then that would be a good way to move forward. But it certainly was tricky there in the beginning trying to figure out, you know, where is your client at when they're looking for information? Who do they reach out to? And in addition to doing some of the online things, we made connections with financial planners and group brokers so that when they had their own clients asking about Medicare, we could get referrals from that. So probably in the beginning, that was the most challenging thing. Yeah, I love the fact that you had a strategy of, planning for, essentially planning for failure. You you wanted to use the trial and error method knowing that many of the strategies you were going to try to reach customers weren't going to work. Yes. I think, you know, if, if you don't try, then you're just failing ahead of time because you never tried in the first place. So if you know that you're going to try a bunch of approaches and some of them are going to fail, you beat yourself up a lot less. <laughs> You're going to find the one that works by trial and error, but you certainly shouldn't be afraid to fail because those failures will teach you a lot about what doesn't work so that you can keep working on finding the thing that does. Yeah. Well, Danielle, congratulations on creating a lot of success as you've built your business. Whom do you know personally who has been really successful at Smashing Plateaus? So in our industry, um, one of my mentors is Galen Hendricks, and she works with a company called Senior Security Benefits, and she helps insurance agents like myself with getting all their contracts lined up with the different carriers, and she's been in the business for about 25 years. She is 
one of the most influential people in the entire Medicare insurance industry. She's really a force to be reckoned with. She has built an extremely successful business on her own, but she has terrific relationships with all of the senior executives at these major companies like Mutual of Omaha and Humana and Aetna and Cigna. And she knows the right people to connect with. And being in the business for 25 years now, she's a multimillionaire, you know, many times over, but is also one of the kindest and most willing and good-hearted people that I know that is always ready to reach out and help you with some training or point out things that you could be doing to grow your business and just have a lot of admiration for someone that started that early in the business. You know, back when this industry was really male-dominated and has become such a success today. Wow. Thanks for sharing. What a great example. Mm -hmm. Danielle, what's coming up for you in the near future? So really exciting for us is that we are moving into a new office in January. We got into this office about six years ago and we have just run out of space. We finally filled up the last cube here in the building. So we had to stop our hiring processes and we will move into a space that's about triple our current size in January, which will allow us just to expand our policy base and have more salespeople to bring in more new business, but also to continue growing that service team so that we always have enough people on staff to service our policyholders. So we're super excited about being able to expand and continue to help more and more people people with their Medicare decisions. Sounds great. Danielle, for anyone who wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed or access any of the resources you have, where would they go? So you can learn more about us at boomerbenefits.com, but I also have a personal website, which is daniellekroberts.com. And on that particular website, I have a blog post about creating a lasting marketing message. So I know, David, that a lot of your listeners are entrepreneurs or up-and-coming entrepreneurs, and we've been really successful at growing on a social media audience of almost 300,000 people. And I think it's because we really concentrate on a message that resonates. So they can head on over to daniellekroberts.com and head to the blog post that's create a lasting marketing message. And we've got a post there that explains how we do that and what things are most important when you're trying to create that message. And there's a PDF there that uh, listeners can also download. So they have a takeaway on that same topic. Sounds great. Danielle, thank you so much for sharing all this valuable information today on Smashing the Plateau. It's been a a great discussion. My guest today has been the co-founder of Boomer Benefits, Danielle Roberts. Thank you again, Danielle, for joining us. Thanks so much, David. I enjoyed it. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned about the ins and outs of Medicare and how Danielle built a great business in this niche. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help us bring Smashing the Plateau to you for free. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.